Star Wars 7x7 episode 3075. It's a Spinner Sunday, which means we're going to be talking about comic stuff, and we've also talked about on the podcast how somehow we didn't manage to talk about all of Phase 1 of the High Republic, so I'm going to wrap up something that we started talking about, but then I thought we had actually gone through it, and it turned out we didn't. It has to do with Jedi's End. It's the final arc of Phase 1 of the Marvel High Republic series. Punch it! Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, I don't know what happened in my brain that I thought the Phase 1 Marvel High Republic series ended with issue 12. And I'm posting the link to the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com and in the show notes as well for the episode where I talked about the first two issues, 11 and 12, in this Jedi's End story arc. So that way we can combine them all together basically, but there were three more issues. It went from 13 to 15, and so this episode, because it's also been a while, we'll do a quick breakdown, and it will be a full spoiler breakdown of the stuff that happens in these three issues. They're action-packed, really, so a lot happens, but also it's kind of easy to summarize pretty quickly <laughs> what happens in them. The issues basically center around two events. First of all, Avar Chris, who has gone against the wishes of the Jedi Council, has retrofitted the Ataraxia, the Jedi ship, with a Nile Path engine, so that way they can navigate to no space and attack the Nile at their home base. And then after that battle is over, they head back to Starlight Beacon just in time to see it blow up and fall to the surface of Irem. Essentially that happens like in an issue and a half, right? So there's a cliffhanger at the end of 13 in the midst of the battle in no space, and then there's a cliffhanger in issue 14 that's right as they arrive on Starlight Beacon. As for the first half of it, I really actually kind of got vibes similar to part of The Dark Knight Returns, if you're familiar with that. If not, the gist of it is, is that it was an 80s four-issue limited series by Frank Miller, which redefined Batman and comics for an entirely new generation. One of the issues involved him going after the Joker, and this is a 55-year-old Bruce Wayne who's been retired for 10 years, who's just in the midst of seeing Gotham declining and despondency and boredom too. It takes on the mantle of Batman again, but it reawakens other bad guys, including the Joker, and Batman decides that enough people have died at the hands of the Joker, so he goes after the Joker in a way that the Joker's like, you know, you're losing your mind. Like, what's going on here? He's kind of confused by it. The artwork for Lorna D actually is almost kind of Joker-like in its way as well, like almost a Joker slash Harley Quinn mix to a degree, but Avar Chris just tearing through the Great Hall as they arrive there and just saying, take them, and Keeve Trennis is there saying, you mean like take them prisoner, right? And Avar is walking off like, nope, that's not what she meant at all, to the point where she is about to strike a killing blow against Lorna D, and Keeve actually throws herself in between Lorna and Avar and says, no, like you're not supposed to be doing this, and you took Skier's blade for killing in cold
spilled blood previously. Like, what do you think you're doing now? I'm paraphrasing and combining, but this is ultimately where we've led up to. Lorna takes Keeve prisoner and says, you know, mercy is the Jedi's greatest weakness. And Avar says, no, it ain't. And Force pushes her, knocks her unconscious. And so all's well that ends well for all intents and purposes. Meanwhile, the Nile have been shooting up the Great Hall, just deciding that they're going to, you know, kill everybody on board, regardless of whether they're Jedi or Nile. The Ataraxia shoots down the Nile ships, so that that threat is neutralized. And that part of the story ends with all of these various Nihil in the Great Hall being taken prisoner on the Ataraxia as they then fly off back to Starlight Beacon. Once they get to Starlight Beacon, Stellangios is there, informs Avar that he's now in charge of Starlight Beacon, and she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, we warned you, the Jedi Council told you not to go after the I, as they thought Lorna was, and she is like, but I got her, and then boom, Starlight Beacon blows up. Perfect timing, right? <laughs> so the Ataraxia is actually damaged in the explosion and all the power goes off, which of course has the anticipated very bad news effect. All the Nile prisoners are able to escape, but they don't actually do anything until the Ataraxia has had a chance to dock with Starlight Beacon and offload most of the Jedi who are on there to go try to help. Once that's happened, the Nile start going after all the refugees that have been brought on board the ship and Lorna D kills the archivist Orba Lynn in a specific revenge thing just happens that that's who was there she's like that's her Valo because they had a run-in there and Lorna D takes the Ataraxia and bails from the system so phase one ends with Lorna D taking off with the Jedi ship and a whole bunch of hostages definitely not a good thing meanwhile all the Jedi who boarded Starlight Beacon run into the nameless and are deeply affected by it. Very bad news, but it turns out that Skier, the Trandoshan Jedi who is suffering from a particular Trandoshan disease that is cutting off his access to the Force, Skier is actually able to make the Nameless go away. He's able to defend his fellow Jedi because he is not feeling the same effects as the Jedi are, and he says that this is his purpose now. He sees why he's had this disease. This is the sort of we'll see kind of thing. Does it seem like a bad thing? Yeah, in the moment, but it turns out that he ends up being in the right place at the right time to defend all the other Jedi from being affected by the Nameless. As for Avar and Keeve, well, they get to the hub where Estella Maru is using the Force to hold the station together for as long as possible while people escape. Avar helps him while Keeve goes to rescue Serret and Tarek, and... Ultimately, Silamaru says, you know, you were the shining light for us, Avar, and I've got to save you. And she's like, I'm not leaving without you. Scylla has an astromech droid knock Avar into an escape pod, and so that's how Avar ends up on the surface of Irem, having escaped the fall of Starlight Beacon, but Maru seems to have gone down with the platform. And we don't know the fate of Skier on the platform. We don't know whether he was able to escape at this time. His death or survival is totally unconfirmed, similar to Buriaga from you know the novel situation. So, yeah, more questions that won't be answered for another year at least, probably. 
And that pretty much sums up the main action that happens in these three issues, which are individually called the Battle of No Space, Edge of Destruction, and the Fall within the Jedi's End story arc. And the other thing is that there's a very touching final, maybe, <laughs> scene between Skier and Keeve before Keeve goes off with Avar to the hub and Skier goes off to fight the Nameless, where... Keeve says, I'm going to be, you know, the best Jedi I can be. I'm going to, you know, be your legacy. And Skier says, no, I want you to be your own legacy, become your own Jedi, and says that that's the reward of every Jedi since the dawn of the Luminous. Actually, every master, the reward of every master since the dawn of the Luminous. And the thing about that quote that struck me is that because it's in the comics, everything is in all caps. So... I assume that the dawn of the luminous, like luminous, however it's being used by Skier here, I feel like that's actually a thing. And I want to know what he means by that. Is that the way that he thinks of the force or is this, you know, some other interesting reference and is the dawn of the luminous an actual thing? It's not in quotes or anything like that, but I want to know more about that phrase and what he means by that. It's really intriguing and of course I can't help but grab on to the notion of the whole High Republic initiative being referred to as Project Luminous prior to it being revealed as the High Republic situation. So keep that Dawn of the Luminous phrase in mind and we'll see if we can find out more about it. But that's what I've got for you on this final story arc from phase one of the High Republic comic series from Marvel and that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited but their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.